Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. How corrupt is AAU today? What is the evolution of corruption over the last 20 years? And what are the negative effects of shoe companies funneling money into the system? The only question left is, say it with me, you in? Hey sports fans, Coach Nick here and welcome to the B-Ball Breakdown Podcast. Today I am pleased to bring on a very special guest, his name is Jag. And he's an L.A. recording artist. If you want to follow him on Instagram, it is Jag, J-A-G. And don't ask how he got that, uh, that handle from Instagram. But he's also a former AAU coach and a former AAU player in the L.A. area, which is why I wanted to bring him on because I thought it would be an interesting conversation to talk a little bit about the evolution of AAU and I guess, quite frankly, how corrupt it could be. Yeah. So, Jack, thanks for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. Oh, thank you for having me. Yeah, it's rare that we have somebody in studio, so it's great to actually have this conversation in face-to-face. Yeah. Um, so let's go back to your playing days. I mean, you're six five. You got some size on you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you played AAU when you were playing when you were growing up, right? Yeah, definitely. I played for uh, Amir I can Coach Rock, and um, 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 I can't. I'm trying to remember the legendary football player. Oh, Jim Brown. Jim Brown. Jim Brown. Jim Brown owned the team. Really? Yeah, yeah. So what year was that around? That was uh like oh two oh three. Okay, so Jim I played, Brown. I played with like Trevor Ariza and, and um, Bobby Brown that plays for the Rockets, along with Trevor, Trevor Ariza, Hassan Adams. I came, you know, I played with those guys. Um, so when you were playing AAU back then, mm-hmm. uh, you know, how often did you practice? Well, uh, every day. Every day. Every day. Okay, so yeah. once like I guess school got out, you were there every day, or, or even uh, at yeah. night. Uh, nighttime, weekends, every day. We played basketball every day. Hmm. Now compare that to how AAU is run now. I, I kind of feel like they don't practice every day. Is that do you, do you feel like when you were coaching recently? Um, no, they definitely don't practice every day. Um, it's a little different now, you know. With politics, you got stars, and you know the kids who who don't have the silver spoon. Those are the ones who practice every day. You know what I mean? You got your stars. They live like stars now. It's different. You know, a high school kid can almost live like an NBA player if he's a star. You know. So the lifestyle is different now, you know what I mean? Um, they got YouTube and everything, everybody's famous. You know, back then, you had maybe one or two guys that were on YouTube that was, you know, you know, actually making a name for themselves. Brandon Jennings and the you know, OJ Mayos, you know, those are the guys we were watching, the Bill Walkers, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and they kind of actually started this whole little trend, you know what I mean, of the kids being stars, becoming stars on the Internet, and that changed a whole bunch of kids' lifestyles, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So how would that have happened when you wanted to be, a, when they became a star on the Internet, they just posted a video somewhere back then, and then it kind of went viral? Yeah, or you know, you know, back then the players wouldn't post a video, you know, somebody else would post it, or you know, um, it was like, uh, YouTube is an amazing thing, actually. It was amazing to see, like, Brandon Jennings. He was, I, I believe, Brandon Jennings was probably one of the first guys on the internet that actually went into frenzy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, his Oak Hill days, he had an amazing highlight tape. Um, you know, so, I mean, 
It was yeah. I don't think it was the players that was doing it, but it was the people, whoever, whoever the per, the people was that like I'm gonna put you know put a highlight tape together for these guys that started it, and and then everybody branched off and did it. You know what I mean? Which was, which was kind of dope, but at the same time, it's a gift and a curse. Mm-hmm. Let, this is the bottom. Let me just move this because I feel like now it's pointing the other way. It's the levels are okay, but I'm gonna do it on okay. the other side because this is where the mic is. I just want it to be right underneath. There we go. Okay, perfect. Sorry. All right, I'll cut that out. Um, let me write that down. Cut out. Okay, so um, okay, so it sounded a little like it's. Would you would you agree with the idea that maybe AAU back then was a little bit more? I don't want to say like X's and O's oriented, but it did sound like maybe it was more uh, of a team where yeah. you actually work. Did you work on like offense? Did you guys actually play uh, an offense? Um, yeah, AAU was uh, back when I was playing, not coaching. When I was playing, it was more about developing. You know what I mean? A lot of players was joining AAU, you know, so they can get looks and. You know, the teams were were teams. You had a full team. Like, you know, it wasn't a team of 12 stars back when I was playing AAU. We might have had one, two stars, and the rest of the players were players that played on the team somewhere and they're at their high school and just trying to get a look. You know what I mean? Um, that changed when I became a coach years later. Um, we had six, seven stars. You know, I coached for SCA, Southern Cal All-Stars. So um, we had Brandon Jennings. We had Kevin Love. We had Taylor King, you know, all on the same team. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, man, that was a reckless team. But it was, <laughs> you know, so many egos and stuff like that. And then you, you look at you players that were stars like Taylor King, and then you see how his career went down the line. But I, I truly believe that his career went down the line because they, he became a star too fast. Okay, so now you said reckless that team with Kevin Love and those guys. Like, what what does that mean exactly? Uh, well, I mean, far as far as uh, extremely good players being all on the same team, you know what I mean. Um, and th- that was a problem when I was coaching. A, a lot of teams were complaining about these, the superstar teams. You know what I mean? People, it was almost like the NBA. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like high school became like the NBA, mm-hmm. where seven five star players ended up on the same AAU team. And, you know, that's when they made the rule because back when I was in AAU, it wasn't a rule where you couldn't be from out of state and play, you know, on an AAU team. You could come from anywhere throughout the United States and play on the AAU team. But you see people started building up superstar teams. This guy from Connecticut and he's from here and, and put him right. on a California team. That's when the rules came in. The rules changed. Like, okay, no, you can only be a cousin state. You know what I mean? So if you're in California, it can only be a Nevada or Arizona that can play on a California team because people were cheating and building up these teams. And I mean, you know, and that builds egos, man. You know, Taylor King, uh, he was one of the players that I seen, I watched that didn't work hard like Brandon Jennings did. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now I remember, like, have you read that book, uh, "Playing Their Hearts Out"? You know that George Norman book yeah. about. Um, and now I'm forgetting who it is about. It's some of the, one of the right in your era. Uh-huh. I'll have to look it up. But the point being that what he observed was that at some point, like maybe the pressure got so great, the hype was so hot that he just sort of didn't want to engage with any other high-rated star on the court. He was afraid that would lower his ranking and he wouldn't want to you know, go at him again or, or actually compete. Yeah. Um, is that what you would see as well, where guys would get too concerned with their ranking get, and be afraid that like any, any turnover or any missed shot would like cause it to drop? Yeah, 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 definitely, man. I mean, I've seen kids not want to play against certain teams because they felt they were too good for them. You know what I mean? You know, um, where I felt like, hey, you, you should, you should play every game. Mm-hmm. You, you're not in the NBA yet. You're not in college yet. You should be playing every game. It shouldn't be a point in, in your high school career where you should say, I don't want to play against this team because they're not good enough. You know what I mean? Um, 
I seen so much stuff going on with the AAU, man. It's, it's, it's crazy how they, you know, I seen a, I, I coached the team. I don't want to drop any names. You know, one of the guys he ended up making, the guy who I'm talking about, he ended up making it to the NBA, good friend of mine. We still talk, so I don't want to say his name, but um, I was coaching for this team and I literally seen the coach tell 11 players, don't shoot the ball. Mm-hmm. This guy is, is going to be ranked. He wasn't ranked yet. You know, but our coach knew, like, oh, this guy's going to be ranked, and he's the star. He got the green light. Nobody else shoot. Anybody complain, you sitting on the bench. And, you know, I mean, I was a coach on that team, so, of course, I wasn't going to go against my boss. But at the, at the end of the day, I, I did feel a certain type of way about that um, because we had good players on that team. And to see how the politics went, he had Adidas watching us, and he wanted that money. Adidas was like, we're going to give you a certain uh, amount of money if this player can do what he's supposed to do on the court. So, of course, the coach is thinking, you know, money. Okay, so I'm going to tell this, the whole team, this player is going to shoot all the shots. I don't care if he shoots 100 shots, you know, and that's how it ends up happening like that. And then players feel entitled, you know what I mean? Well, trace that, that thought process because the, the uh, Adidas wants to give the coach the money to uh, develop this one player to be really good. And how does that benefit uh, Adidas? Uh, Adidas, their name is on the team that has a, a star that's, that's ranked top five in the nation. It's money. You know what I mean? Everything comes down to money. Oh, we, you know, Adidas, now they get to go to these young players and get in the draft. Oh, yeah, you see, we already got players that's coming up behind you guys. We got these players. It's easy. It's, it's an easy pitch to, to get newer players to, you know what I mean, come mm-hmm. over there. It's, it's all money. And, and, I, and I guess their ultimate goal is they get to the NBA, they're wearing their shoes, they get an endorsement exactly. deal if I had them in their, in their camp. So, so that, that makes sense. And I think that that's what's been happening like in all the other sports, mm-hmm. right? Like they do that in tennis from a young age. So like that doesn't necessarily even seem that evil per se, yeah. is it? Uh, it's, it's, it's not, but it can be. You know, money is everything. You know what I mean? It's, and there's some kids, in, and that's the thing, it's, it's a difference in tennis and basketball. In tennis, I don't, I don't think I've, I've known any tennis players that were living in poverty right. like that. Right. You know what I mean? Basketball is a certain, it's different. You got inner city kids and kids that, that live in the hood and don't have a, you know, a real home to actually stay in. And that, that's when it becomes, you know, where it can become evil because you can get a kid to do anything or his family to do anything if they don't have any money. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's, it's wild, man. Well, when I've heard you talk about it before, I was kind of surprised when you just described a scenario where, like, the player mm. might not know that Adidas is paying the team. Oh, and yeah, no. Nah. Right? Yeah, yeah. No, that, that's a, a, a fact. Um, yeah, the player, he just feel good if, you know, the coach give him the green light. You know what I mean? He's not going to know. We in high school. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to ask any questions if the coach tell me to take all the shots. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I could be a star. I'm going to do everything I can do. I just know we, our team is sponsored by Adidas. I, we wear a whole bunch of Adidas stuff. If I want a special pair of Adidas, they'll get it to me. You know what I mean? As, and in high school, you know, you playing on the court, if you're able to tell your coach, I want a, my own special pair of Adidas, because I've seen this, my own colorway. I've seen kids get their own colorway while in high school. If you're listening to this and feeling a bit old and out of touch with this young generation of ball players, you might be in the age range where we commonly see sexual performance issues. Did you know that 40% of men by age 40 struggle from those dreaded two letters, E-D? You know what they stand for. And now, there's real science to turn your fortune completely around. 4 is your solution. 
a complete one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, and sexual wellness for men. They have well-known generic equivalents to the name brand prescriptions to help you combat ED. In fact, one pill, starting with a V, just came off its patent recently. A real game changer. So avoid those embarrassing doctor's visits with all the invasive questions. Instead, get erectile without the dysfunction. Go to forhims.com slash coachnickED and get hymns for a month for just $5 while supplies last. This would cost hundreds if you went to the doctor or pharmacy. So don't wait. That's forhims, F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash coachnickED. See website for full details and get back on the path to sexual performance. So when you were playing in AAU, like, I'm trying to remember, like, our, our, my biggest issue when I was coaching as an assistant coach uh, in high school in the late 90s and early 2000s, yeah, it certainly wasn't like any kind of money corruption kind of thing. Uh-huh. I think we were most concerned that, like, they just maybe wouldn't, they, 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 the players wouldn't be taught uh, the fundamentals, that kind yeah, of stuff. It would be hard to get them to play in an offense. Mm-hmm. Um, now, was that, it, it, that doesn't sound like that was the issue when you were playing in AAU then, right? You no, no. Yeah, AAU was definitely uh, getting you prepped for, for college back, back then when so I was there. cut out the high school thing almost, right? Yeah. AAU was going to get you noticed, get you the scholarship. The high school was just sort of a thing you did in the winter. Mm-hmm. Yep. Really? Yep. Okay. Yep. Because um, that kind of changed. I think in the late, by the, I stopped coaching in 2002 at that point, and I don't think it was quite that way. I still feel like college, college coaches were coming to high school games and they were talking to us a little bit. Uh-huh. I will say this: I was startled that a major Division One team a few years ago I was at a, a big um, coaching co- clinic with, mm-hmm. the, with some of the biggest coaches in college were there, uh-huh. and uh, it was at a certain D1 school in this area. And I was shocked when I introduced one of the assistant coaches to one of the you know powerhouses in LA uh-huh. uh, high schools. Okay. And what, I, what what was weird about that was you would have thought that any kind of mid major or any kind of Division One school, every assistant would know every assistant coach at the high school level. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of startled that they didn't know that. Mm-hmm. So I think is that what is that what it's telling me is that they they're just connecting the AAU and they're trying to get players placed that way. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a man, it's it's a totally different game. I mean, um, now AAU is able to cross out the high school. You know what I mean? Um, it's like I said, with money you can do anything. High school coach is not going to give you no money. High school coach not gonna put you and your mom up in an apartment building. So it's easy to manipulate a kid now that plays for a high school because you could have a kid that's a star but plays at a at a terrible high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you have an AAU coach that comes in and has money, put you put that kid on a team full of stars, gives his mom's money, tell this kid don't worry about your high school games. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We're gonna play AAU. Gonna, you know, you can do whatever you want to do in your high school games. Be you know fancy, have fun, and you know AAU is where you it's gonna make it. Where huh. you gonna make it? You know what I mean? Because when, when I was coaching, it was you couldn't transfer schools that easily. You had to move, or at least pretend that you moved. Exactly. It doesn't. I think they changed the rule recently, mm-hmm. right? Where mm-hmm. you don't even have to really show that you moved. You could transfer for an athletic reason. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I suppose I wonder how that happened. Do you have any idea how they got that rule in? Oh. I mean, maybe they just got tired of trying to penalize people or trying to police it, right? Yeah, and yeah, you know, it's happening all throughout the United States. So, you know, it's so hard to keep up with. Think about all the high schools we have and junior high, you know, basketball players and stars. Like, it's so hard to keep up with every school and to see if they're doing the right thing. And, you know, and, and when the season starts, you end up seeing a kid who wasn't supposed to be there at this school, this school, this school, and it just adds up. I feel like they just, yeah, just got tired. It was like, you know what, they're going to do it regardless. Right. 
Well, here's the thing. Let, let's get into some 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 real talk here about what what this how this goes this all things goes on because I think that's interesting. I don't know if people really even understand. You know, they can picture what this how this works as far as money and the in the, in the AAUs and the and the, and the shoe companies. Mm-hmm. So you were coaching an AAU team. Mm-hmm. You had some obviously some talent. Um, you know, like like for instance, when I was at that same coaching clinic, a buddy of mine who coached at a, at a East Coast, uh-huh. you know, perennial, they have a lot of NBA players. He's like, "Hey, Nick, do you want me to tell you which coaches here drop off the bags of money at our players' houses?" Uh-huh. And I really didn't even want to know. I just felt like, you know what, this, you know, that doesn't really happen, does it? But you know, he was serious. Can you give us a little, you know, description like how does that play out and how did that work? Did you see that directly when you were coaching? Uh, yeah, I seen that di- directly. I mean, I I had I had a hand in it. Um. You know, um, of course, I can't. I don't want to say any names, but yeah. um, a couple of the coaches that I, you know, coached for, I had to go collect. You know, collect things like cars or money from the players that didn't want to show up to practice or games, or and they were stars. You know, these these coaches put money into their families. You know what I mean? Um, wait, wait. So you're saying if they didn't follow through, they didn't make whatever they were. Yeah, you know, or you find out a kid. Stuff. You know, this happens all the time. Uh, we, you know, you give a kid some money, or you give his family some money, and then another team that has bigger stars give him the same thing. He's going to keep the money that you gave him, and it could still go play with the other team because, of course, it's illegal. So it's not like you're going to go to the press and tell you told telling yourself that you gave money to this kid. His parents know that, so it's like a win-win. You keep the money twice. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And go play for an even better team. And then we go to a tournament, and we wonder why our kid is not there. Well, where's our star at? And we go on the court, and he's playing with another team. So that that's when you know, okay, hey, go get uh, go get the car we gave him. Go yeah, go get the money that we gave him. Well, well, how com- no is that common? D- definitely, that happens a lot. Yeah, I mean, and I, I, it sounds like I've heard that that sort of story. Since, yeah, you know, since since Tyson Chandler days. Really. Um, yeah, Tyson Chandler was a phenomenon out here, seven foot at 15. You know what I mean? Um, I remember Tyson Chandler riding around in trucks and all type of stuff. Nice Tim Cray, you know what I mean? Yeah. Wait, wait, when you say truck, you mean like like, a like SUVs. Escalade or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Tahoe. Back then <laughs> okay, it was Suburbans so. and Tahoes. Ah. You know what I mean? That was the famous trucks back then. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, he he lived like a star. I don't know who took care of him like that, but he lived like he was a real star before he got to the NBA. Um, and that's all AAU just giving yeah. him money. Yeah. Now, did he jump around? Oh, I don't even remember at this point. I, we could probably, it's fact. We know if he jumped around. He, did he stay in the same team, didn't he? Yeah. So he, he had some sort of weird sense of loyalty, I guess, or back then maybe that so was more he, prevalent? Is he, he, the team I ended up coaching Brandon Jennings for, SCA, that was the team. He, he was on SCA before I got there. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I guess they pretty, you know, SCA is no longer. Um, but I guess they, yeah, I guess they took care of them pretty good. So, like, you're talking about, like, loyalty and, and getting kids to not, like, my, my take would be, like, well, we want to have the relationship with the coach and the players such that they don't want to leave. They mm-hmm. like him so much. But I don't know if that will trump money, right? Mm-hmm. So I suppose how is it the only way to get loyalty and to get them to commit to that team is simply to be the highest bidder? Yeah. Wow. And, yeah. and again, these coaches aren't going to be the ones funding this stuff. They're, they're, they don't have. I mean, no. do you, can you give us an idea? Like, no, the like, companies. The companies give the money, man. The companies, okay. all the big, the brands, they give the money for these players, and then it's up to the coach to figure out how he's going to get his team to be stars. Because the, the the big more tournaments you win, is just like the NBA. The, the you know playoff rounds, you get a bonus, and then you win the finals, you get a big bonus. It's the same thing. The more the more stuff you win, the more tournaments you win, you end up winning all the tournaments. Come on. 
But he is gonna they gonna fuck up money, fork up money. Uh, Nike gonna fork up money. Reebok gonna fork up money. Whoever it is that you with, if you do what you're supposed to do, and you have a star on that team and you win it, that's all they want. Well, let's talk about money and, and if we can even generally amounts. I'm kind of curious here. Like, uh, okay, for a coach, let's say they want to keep him in the fold and they're gonna pay him. What does he get paid? Enough to take care of himself for the whole year. Okay, so we're always talking like six figures, right? Yeah, you have to. Yeah. Okay, and that so every year, kind of like they re up or they do whatever, almost mm-hmm. like, almost like a contract, right? Yeah, I, I know a some AAU coaches that's just an AAU coach for a living. Right. Okay. Huh. So I don't know how that works out, but fair enough. And yeah. they're driving something that's pretty nice. Yeah. Right. Okay. And they have no lack of anything that they need in their lives. What about the players? How much do they get paid? Um, well, it's the thing, man. You know, it's so sad, man. Players really don't see money like that. You know, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm some special players might have might get a car or something like that because he's a teenager. He might want to be able to drive around. They might give him a car, but for the most part, the parents are the ones who's taking the money, man. The kids not really seeing the money like that. You know what I mean? The parents seeing the money, and you know, of course, they're gonna act like they're giving it to the kid. You know, well, whatever they're doing with the money, whether it's paying their rent with the money, or you know, the kid really doesn't see the money like that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, now, is it like in the movies where like they're like they're leaving bags in places and they gotta go pick it up, or is it all just sort of like here's cash and I don't know, like what, is that an interesting um, scene? That's real, you know. Um, some some families, you know, want to be discreet. You know, you, mm-hmm. yeah, you might want to meet somebody somewhere, drop the money out there. I don't, I don't know how they, you know, how they doing it um, now. Um, but yeah, that could be it. Or, or you know, yeah, you could just meet with the people and do it. You know what I mean? Some people, some people don't care. You know, right, right, yeah. right. Yeah, I mean, like it's interesting because in theory, like to the letter of the law. Like Adidas could pay somebody yeah. to be to give they can give they can choose to give anybody any money right yeah now there might be some notion of rules at like the AAU level but I'm not even sure like what the AAU isn't even like a governing body right there isn't any kind of thing that's going to come down on you and right like you mentioned even this recently where you can't have more than or you can't have out of state or whatever yeah, yeah. like is that really enforceable who's who is the police that's going to make sure they they uh, adhere to that um I guess the other teams are playing yeah <laughs> right a, yeah basically so everyone's a narc basically yeah whoever's running in tournaments and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Whoever, that's the person, whoever, that's ah, who's the boss. Okay, so the, the tournament runners themselves or mm-hmm. the organizers need to have some semblance of like, okay, this has to be an order, your papers yeah. need to be in order. Yep. Fair enough. And, and, and again, it seems to me like if you're playing another team in there and they find out, they're going to turn you in, right? So maybe yeah, definitely. Is, that, is there a sense of that where each team is sort of, because like in, in the D1, like when I was a manager at Wisconsin, uh-huh. what, what I had heard and sort of seemed reasonable was that every team had a file on every other team. So if you were going to turn somebody else in, they would just turn you in right, right back. Yeah. So no one yeah. wanted to say anything. Yeah, yeah. Is yep. that sort of how it works? <laughs> yeah, too? yeah, definitely, man. You know, nobody wants to talk. I mean, you know, some people get caught. They used to cheat a lot on age. That was the big thing when I was at AU. Players were cheating on age. Uh, you know what I mean? Okay. So obviously to be, they wanted to be... They were older. They wanted to down. be younger. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, okay. So like, I think the most famous one might be Shabazz Muhammad. He, is yeah. he the, do you remember him? Yeah, remember he, was a grown, he was a grown man. Um, he, I mean, you know what? I don't. I, I think Shabazz might have been maybe a year, a year over or, or, or something like that. Mm-hmm. He just looked way older than, than he actually was too. So that, that kind of intimidated people too. He had a full grown beard. You know right, what I mean? Right. As a teen, still though, you know. So he was he was still eighteen, nineteen in high school with the beard. 
people just looked at him like that, you know, like, oh, he's 20, you know what I mean? They wanted to put extra years on him. Now, I don't care about a, a year or two. I mean, it does make a difference, but it doesn't. Like, when Shabazz was, was in high school, there was a whole bunch of other stars in high school, too. And he wasn't, like, exceptionally better than everybody like that. You know what I mean? He was good, but I didn't see him going to college. I, I didn't think that he was going to go to college and be like the number one player in college you know right. and yeah. he was still he, he was older than everybody so it was like at that at that point it, it doesn't even matter he, yeah the kid's good he's going to the NBA regardless you know what I mean but one in one year I, I don't I, yeah I don't see a problem with that interesting because I, I my take back even then was you know like maybe eight 17 to 18 may not be a big difference but like 16 to 15 seems to be kind of yeah, thing. yeah, and yeah. Gets you, you know, because he might not have improved much after 16, right? Exactly. But he got, and maybe that's the point, and maybe his family doesn't mind. Like that's the whole point. Like yeah. he'll have a, you know, a very probably an average NBA career yeah. at best, right? He's yeah. sort of had been struggling to hang on, uh-huh. and you know what? Actually, average might be kind of good for yeah. him. Um, and I just remember this sort of the notion, and I remember seeing him at UCLA in the practices and just thinking, like, yeah, this guy who had so much hype and, and uh, they, they thought he was so good, and he just really didn't have all the skills. And I think he learned that he didn't even work very hard, I mm-hmm. think, right? Yeah. I feel like I saw an interview with him in, in the NBA later mm-hmm. that said something like, oh, I didn't know I needed to be, like, running sprints in the offseason or getting yeah. in shape, right? Like, that yeah. just seems crazy to me. Yep, yep. And that happens all the time, right? All right? the time, man. Every year there's somebody like that. All the time, man. Especially, that's, that's what I'm saying. When you get treated like a star, you don't know to do all these things because you, you're getting treated like a star. So you got so many friends around now. You got chicks and YouTube and Instagram. There's so many things to keep a kid occupied now. Like, you know what I mean? When I was in high school, we didn't have cell phones. You yeah. know, if you had a cell phone, like, your parents probably had a, a little money, you know? And you, you wasn't on a cell phone like that because you didn't have touch screen and doing all that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um it's different. Times is different, man. You know, I, I wish all the kids could stay focused on the, on their game and the, and the grades and, you know, worry about the rest later. But we got the Internet as long as the Internet is here now. Right. Yeah. I mean, listen, I can show you books from the 1920s that complain about the kids are not playing hard. They don't listen to the coach. So I almost feel like what, even though we have the Internet, we have different things. This yeah. argument's been, been, been had, you know, for centuries probably. Yeah. Um, I'm just kind of curious. So is, is the main driver of all the, the money, which seems to be the biggest issue here, uh, is it that it comes from the shoe companies? Is it, does it come from anybody else? Um, I mean, you know, uh, alumni from colleges. Okay. You know what I mean? Um, a lot of these alumni go watch AAU to go try to help recruit. For their school. Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? Those are the people with money. You know, somebody might, um, you know, take a liking to a kid and, and follow their whole high school career. We've seen that. Mm-hmm. You look at Chris Weber and all of them. You know what I mean? We've seen somebody follow a, a player their whole high school. That was in the 90s. Um, you know what I mean? Their whole high school career and give money and all that. And that still happens. Mm-hmm. Just some people not haven't got busted, you know what I mean. But those the, those type of people like that, like that guy, um, you know, alumni from somewhere, or if not, they're not an alumni, just a super basketball fan, want to help out, want to see this kid be a star one day. Like that's that happens, you know. Mm-hmm. People who are diehard basketball fans. I mean, are you aware of the the historical context at UCLA and John Wooden? I mean. That that whole there's a whole cloud sort of underneath the wooden saintlyhood uh, where uh, and I'm, I'm from, I, I can look it up they, they had this one guy this booster and I'm forgetting his name they're all they, people listening are gonna yell at me right now but uh, you know they they were all getting paid 
Yeah. You know, and, and this is in the 60s and 70s. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's it's never gonna stop, man. You know, I don't know if people think you know or slow down or nah. It's just it's been going on. You know, people just now getting busted. Um, but it's been going on. You know, I don't. I can't speak for every school. I'm not gonna say that every school has done something illegal. You know, you probably do have a couple uh, true schools, but that's very rare. We know mm-hmm. this. Um, even the smallest kid of schools have tried to recruit somebody with money. We know that. You yeah. Know? Um, well, it's safe to say in Division One, if you want, it, the only really way if you to win is you gotta you gotta be a little dirty, right? Yeah. Right. Like yeah. like I'm looking at CSUN, right? You know, uh, uh-huh. over here in Cal State Northridge, which is a tiny school. They've yeah. never really had a successful program. They had Reggie Theus for mm-hmm. a few years. He tried to cheat. At least academically, and they had to forfeit all nine of their wins that one year. It didn't yep. even work, I guess. Uh, but like, that's an interesting thing because you know they brought in somebody else mm-hmm. now who apparently has a history of you know not having a really clean program. Mm. Uh, doesn't that doesn't sound sounds to me like okay, they are now willing to acknowledge we're going to have to do some different things here yeah. uh, to build a winning program, right? Yeah, definitely, man. Um... Yeah, man, you know, like I said, a lot of coaches been doing that, fixing grades and, you know, all that. Um, yes. Well, how, how does the um, – so we talked about the uh, sort of the uh, uh, the shoe companies and they're the ones driving a lot of the money, whatever. But how does the D1 really come into this as far as the corruption? We've seen the FBI probe that's probably going to get worse before it gets better. Uh, there's a lot of coaches, I'm sure, not sleeping very well right now. Um, how does the the D one uh, influence and in, in corruption bleed into the AAU as far as money and all that kind of stuff? I mean, well, yeah, D one is like the you know the the forefather. You know what I mean? Um, they the ones who really started it. You know what I mean? Before AAU, before it was even AAU, AAU coaches got this idea from you know colleges. Colleges was the ones who paved the way on paying players and getting them to come to their school. You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, they influence everything, I believe, you know, because uh, first off, an AAU coach always wants to have a relationship with a college coach. That's the number one thing because now you got relationships with these coaches and you can kind of finagle with players you want to be able to, you know, show them, give them looks at, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so, probably also vice versa, right? Mm-hmm. The, the D1 coaches need to have the connections with the AAU. I mean, I got to tell you, I interviewed exactly. for, for a really nice private school in L.A. Uh-huh. Uh, a couple of years ago. Okay. The first question they asked me, the first one was, what connection to AAU programs do you have? High school. Mm. Really nice private high school asked me that. I wasn't prepared for that answer, for yeah. that question, by the way. And in case you're ever interview anybody out there for a, for a high school job, probably even in the, the public school too, that will most likely be yeah, your first question is, like, how can you get us players to come in here? And then with the, public, the private schools, who can we give scholarships to yeah. uh, to come play for us? Mm. And I was startled at that point that that happened. Um, so here's the thing. The, the NCAA definitely has a lot more like, you know, the AAU level I could see, even describe this notion of like here's, here's the money to go play for this team. You can do that in the corner. You can do that in your house, whatever. But the colleges, I think they have more rules and more, more scrutiny. They must, like did you, when you were coaching, did you have, you know, did you witness this kind of thing with the college thing and, and sort of any kind of corruption? Uh, yeah. Like how did that play out? Um... Without turning anybody in, unless you want to, right here live. Yeah, nah, nah, definitely don't want to turn anybody in. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, I've seen um, multiple schools give one player money, like the same player. Okay. You know what I'm saying? He accepted money where 
I've seen players basically even give their verbal that I'm going to mess with you, and when I get to the NBA, I'll make this guy my agent. I see them fold on all that, take money and fold on. I, I've seen basketball coaches cry because they thought that they had a kid that was going to the NBA, and that kid gets, he shows up on the screen. They take care of that kid all through college, mm -hmm. and it shows up on the bottom of ESPN. So and so signs with the agent. But the whole time the kid was supposed to sign with whoever you had that was an agent so y'all could keep it all in one family. So I've seen that. I've seen coaches break down in it, at a dinner, you know, thinking that his life was going to be different. Right. And he looked on the screen and seen the name. So I guess the idea being like he gets to represent this player, he uh, negotiates a contract, and then I guess out of that you probably have the opportunity to like represent even more players yeah. once you get your first. Yeah, yeah, I can see. I mean, listen, I, I'm, I'm friends with a guy who's got you know a nice stable of of you know smaller time NBA players, and I can mm -hmm. see just how by the seat of your pants you are trying to get guys on the teams and yeah. get them contracts and get them signed, and these teams are just jerks a lot of the time about it. Um, so, so you've seen that, um, and certainly, like, what about like you know the gifts and all that kind of stuff, cars and whatnot? Oh, yeah. that, how that's is that is that equal to money or is it? That's is it, equal to money, definitely. You know, and what like what are the, what is it? Is our cars anything else that that they that these kids get? Um, basketball tournaments, I've seen the stars stay in suites. Oh. Yeah, you know, different tournaments, different states you in. I've seen the stars. I mean, they live like they're a star. Um, you they, know, they they prepare them for. You know the NBA, far as you know how to how to be a star, how to you know live with with luxury. They show them that, and that's how they, that's how the kids end up getting to the NBA and be reckless. Because you know, as soon as they get the money, they already been living reckless. Because ain't nobody show them nothing. They just give them the money. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. yeah. Right. So no one's out there trying to help. Like I know the NBA has that weekend uh, after they get drafted where they're supposed to help them talk about money and yeah. management and all that stuff. Well, let me spend you know forty eight hours with you to, to lecture you on how to better handle yourself. That's not going to really work to anyway, right? No, not at all. Um, now, what about the kids who do make it? How do they? How are the ones? What happens to the kids who have gotten a taste of that, but seem to have a good head on their shoulders and haven't been tainted or been able to live a life that is that is not reckless? Like, what do you? What's the secret there? Um, I mean, I try to think who that is. Is it like Kevin Durant? Or like you know, or you know. By the way, or like I was gonna say, Steph Curry, but Steph Curry wasn't probably didn't get money in, in the AAU circuit, right? Yeah, no, nah, no, nah, I don't. Nah. Oh, and besides, he's an NBA kid. Yeah. Uh, who's somebody else? Who would be a better person example? I mean, like CJ McCollum is probably another guy. Uh, uh, the, the unheralded guys who make the NBA are probably the ones who are the most uh, head on their shoulders. Yeah, right? yeah, definitely. CJ had to work to get to where he was at. He was a small kid, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, I don't think people respected him through his high school career like that, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, he had, he, I feel like he had a chip on his shoulder and he, he had to prove himself, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, that's a, yeah, it's a different thing. CJ was a, that was a great example to use. I got a better one for you because you might have played against him. How about Russ? My, my little brothers played with Russ. I coached against him. So, he was not heralded, right, in high school? No. Um, so actually, you know, no disrespect to Russ either. He's one of the greats now. Um, I, I thought that he wasn't going to make it. I, I argued with my little brothers millions of times when Russell was in high school. They, they believed in him. I, I, didn't, I didn't. I didn't see it. You know? But uh, let me tell you, he did have amazing work ethic. Okay. He had amazing work ethic. You know what I mean? But I, I knew kids that were just practice kids. And, that, you know, as a coach, 
you know, if you see so many kids and you run through so many kids, you, you kind of like, you know, you start knowing, you know, oh, he could be good in practice. It might not be a good game time player, you know, and that's what mm -hmm. I thought Russell was. I thought he was a, one of the kids that worked out a lot. You know, I had, I, ran, I had a lot of them, those kids where it looked like they had potential, but it just didn't come out, you know what I mean? So, so your observation when Russ played in those games, and I don't think it means you don't, you're not talking about losing your like high school. You're talking about AAU stuff and yeah. the high competition. He he didn't really show out as much as, you, as I mean he he did, but it was it was people that were real stars. You know, you got to remember when Bill Walker was there, OJ Mayo, they were stars. Right, Russ was not on that level. Nah, Greg Oden. You know what I mean? We talking right. about stars. Like they were actually stars. They got treated like stars. They played like stars. It was no question about it. Mm -hmm. Russell was a hardworking basketball player. Mm -hmm. You know, he was one of those guys. Like, okay, this this guy could be good. He might make it to the NBA, be eighth on the bench. You know what I mean? Right. Not thinking that he would be triple double back to back years. Right. I, I didn't see that. And by the way, it, you could say, still could have said that after his college career, after yeah. two years in ACLA. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, but did he have that explosive, crazy uh, athletic ability then in high school? So, no, like, I, he literally built that. Russell wasn't an athletic freak like that. He, he like, that's the, I have to take my hat off to him. He built that. He was a real gym rat. I would go to, up to Losinger High, um, you know, drop my little brothers off, and I would see him, you know, uh, with the, uh, the, the, the band around his waist, with a tire t attached to it, you know what I mean? <laughs> running and, and running through tires at the same time. Like he was doing army workouts. Wow. Yeah. Now, but but you must have seen him do like basketball drills too, right? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You definitely. Know? I mean, I, listen, there, there, there's no secret. We do a lot of breakdowns of his game, and his finishing isn't always great at the rim. Yeah. Um, you know, and there's things like I, I wonder, like, is he practicing these things? Because I, yeah, I do have no doubt he's a gym rat. I'm mm -hmm. sure he's in the gym all the time. Yeah. My, my my question ended up sort of. No, it, it's his body, man. Like Russell is is one of the guys who single handedly plays better than everybody because his body is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. He's in shape. He, he makes sure he works on his body. Him and LeBron, probably the most ridiculous, you know what I'm saying, specimens I've seen in the league ever, you know. Uh, but that's how Russell was working out in high school. So I believe, you know, when I see, okay, he got to the league and now he has the money to, to, to hire the, the, the proper people to help him actually do it for real now and mm -hmm. not just his high school coach. Because that was literally his high school coach showing him all that. You know what I mean, and got him, and got him looking how he's supposed to look. I coached against losing your like a couple of years later. Did he have an old white dude? Like that no, no, he yelling? had Coach Morris. He's oh. at Coach Morris might be. Uh, he's the coach that coach. Um, what's the kid at Duke? The star Marvin. Oh, okay. he, he coached. He's the head coach at that high school. Oh, okay, all right. Because yeah, because the guy that well, there was, was some screaming, yelling dude. I was like, wow, that's. I wonder if that was the guy. That oh yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> all right. Um, so you know, we talked about you know the, the the shoe companies giving money. We talked a little about D one and how that works and doesn't work. I mean, it's it's pretty much blatant, and there's going to be either a fallout with the FBI stuff. Um, do do what about like PEDs? Does that stuff occur in AAU? Do you see that kind of thing? Are guys willing to do that to their bodies to? To improve? Um, I haven't seen that. You haven't seen it? Nah. These kids are freaking nature now by, the, by themselves. I don't know if it's in the food, but they're learning younger. Um, they already come in fully equipped now. You know what I mean? I, I, don't, I haven't seen any kids do any type of anything to enhance themselves yet. They all feel like they... When you a star in high school, naturally... It's a different type of high, you know what I mean. You you feel like you don't you don't need that. You laugh at the guys who who need that when they you know the older guys who do that because you feel like you 
you know, untouchable. You know, right. you know, high school, you dunking yeah. on everybody. You, you know, what I mean, you who put, needs a foam roller? <laughs> man, man, why you need that? You know, yeah. I don't see. I, I, yeah, I don't know too many kids that that were stars that wanted to. Oh, I need enhancement to be better. Yeah, yeah. I, I hear you. Okay, fair yeah. enough. Um, and also, that could be a, a thing, an expense thing too. Yeah. Although at this point, if they are getting money, maybe they could handle that. But your main concern, I think, as we wrap this up, it would be um, if a kid who doesn't have anything. All of a sudden, overnight. And by the way, how old are these kids when they start to like get the benefits of the AAU stuff, the money and the? the oh man, you could be thirteen. Yeah. So so what? So okay, he doesn't. A kid doesn't have anything. Comes from a from a, a, a really tough background. Uh-huh. Overnight, he's getting hundreds and hundreds of dollars, thousands of dollars. Every, his whole life changes. So what happens there? What what becomes? So what can you like give us an insight into like you know? Because obviously, like you know, I, I can't pretend to know what that's like. So. You know, all of a sudden, he did, is, it, is it an entitlement thing? They, they suddenly think that, oh, I, every, I, everything should be given to me, and I don't have to work hard? Like, what? help, help me figure out what that is and what makes it a, a problem. Um, yeah, like, you know, like I said earlier, it's a gift and a curse with that. Um, because, yeah, he can, like, the kid can change up and feel like, I need this. And we, I've ran into players like that. You want to recruit a player, you go, you know, ask him, you know, uh, where he at, where he's going to school. You want him to come to the practice and try out. He, what shoes you guys wearing? What can you get me? You right. know what I mean? Uh, this, 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 this team over here giving me this and this. You know, I, mm-hmm. I, man, I had kids tell me stuff like that all the time. You know, right. uh, basically, like you can't, you can't do nothing for me. Uh, nah, I don't, I don't want to go. So you can, you, it, yeah, you definitely can turn into that. Um, yeah, and that, and that is too bad. I mean, I think it's, we would like to think that kids, you know, have enough of a, they're not molded yet, where yeah. they would think, oh, I want to go there because I will get better. Exactly. You know, I, I want to go there because this guy's a stand-up guy who's going to treat me right and help me, you know, help me on my path. Instead, the question is, I only go there because I'm going to get more stuff from him. Yeah. And I think the other problem then is, is they might get more stuff but then not actually develop as a basketball player. Exactly. Right. Now, is, is there a connection between the people that pay the most and the lack of basketball knowledge? Is that a direct connection or not? Or are there people who are kind of giving out money but also, damn, they're great coaches too? A little bit of both. Okay, you found both. Yeah, yeah, a little bit of both, man. Um, it, it it varies, man. It really varies on the player. You know what I mean? All these players are different. You got some kids that take their take it serious, and some kids that don't. And you give them, you know, give them a little green light, and then you can see the real them, you know, come out. But you can also give the green light to a kid who actually wants to change his lifestyle. And his game changes and everything. You know what I mean? We've seen, I've seen that before where kids didn't have a name and then they did get a taste of that lifestyle and they didn't get cocky. They, they, they just wanted more of it. You know what I mean? Okay. They wanted more for their family. You know what I mean? Still humble kid. You know, wasn't asking for anything. Whatever the coaches give him, he's going to accept. Right. You right. know what I mean? But not, he wasn't cocky. He wasn't, you know. Okay. Um, yeah, and, and that kid ended up making it to the league, the kid I'm speaking on to. So. Huh. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you're right. Because I guess they're, they're, for, for every one story that really kind of crashed and burned, there could be, I don't know if it's one to one, but yeah, yeah. there's stories where guys, they, they were able to live in the system and, and, and leverage what they wanted to get what they needed and help their families, but mm. still come out and, you know, good, good people. I yeah. think that's the point, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's hard, right? It's, it's, it must be really hard to be able to, to, to maintain someone's, you know, having to be a, still be a good person in the face of a 13 or 14-year-old 
yeah. getting all this money and all this hype, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, and also must be the it, what's harder to make to to stay level headed or uh, to continue improving as a basketball player in that situation. It's harder to stay level headed. Okay. It's not hard to to improve as a basketball player. This it's it's on the player. Right. But don't, I mean? it, but is there cuz we've seen oh it's a contract year. That's why yeah. he's playing hard and then once he gets his contract he doesn't play so hard. Yeah. Do, do we see that in the, in the AAU stuff too or no? The kids still going to they're going to still have to be in the gym and working. Uh they I mean they should be still in the gym working. Um of course we've seen some kids, you know, uh take advantage of the the stardom and, and you know not do what they you're supposed to do, but we've been seeing that for centuries in, in, right. in all sports. Um, you know, um, yeah, I, I would I would hope that all the kids would want to get better and develop their game. And, because this is the thing: if it's for money, the kids have to know that you can get more money the better you get, the more the better you right. better yourself. You're gonna in the future. You know, a lot of kids don't think of the future. You know, of course, mm-hmm. you teenager, you're not thinking far ahead. Ten years from now. You know what I mean? Maybe you should go hard right now because in 10 years from now, you can be the richest basketball player in the world. Mm-hmm. Some of these kids are, like I said, living in poverty, can't even think that far ahead. I just right. live for the now. Like, I can't we just get the lights on in our house? Wow. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's a different thing, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Well, as we wrap up, you know, just give us a brief in- insight into, like, what are you up to now? You, you were coaching and you, you got out of that for now and you are a recording artist. So what kind yes, of music sir. are you making? Um, I, I make hip-hop music. Um, but I also write all, all type of musics. Um, I just dropped a video called Kaepernick Effect. I'm speaking on p- police oh. brutality um, in, 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 in the streets of, of, of L.A. where I come from and, and, and the things that I've experienced or some of the people that I grew up with have experienced. Um, we, we end up going viral. Kaepernick liked it. Reggie Bush, I spoke to a whole bunch of NFL players, um, NBA players, musicians, stars. Um, and my, you know, my life has changed since we put that out. Um, yeah, so, you know, for the people that's listening, I definitely feel like you should go ahead and, get, and give that a look and, and, you know, just, you know, give, give, get an understanding of, of what's going on right now, today. You know, I, I want to be able to keep, continue to speak on the stuff that everybody's not speaking on and change mm-hmm. some lives. That's great. You know, it's funny. I I got into a conversation with a guy who was really uh, opposed to what Kaepernick was doing and the whole NFL kneeling thing. And uh, their their reason for why they were kneeling was not why they're kneeling. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand why those people get to decide why he's kneeling. You know, that, that's the weirdest thing to me. It's like he's clearly made his point what he's doing and what this stands for. Yeah. And yet they've corrupted this thing to make it oh, against the flag. It's against the troops. Like, you know, I don't know how that happened, you know, and that yeah, must be. It's like it's you're contradicting yourself. How, how, we're a free country. Right. But we're, we're not a free country. No. And, we and, see yeah. that. You know, and, 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 and these guys are role models. We put these guys out there. They have a platform. You're supposed to be able to use your platform if it's in a positive way, this guy wasn't doing anything negative. He's just standing for what he believed in. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and if you can't use your platform, why give it to him? Exactly. I love it. Well, I can't thank you enough for coming in the studio, Jag, to, uh, to join us. And remember, if you want to find him, you can, I guess, type in Jag. He's on Instagram and yeah. find him there. Is that your main platform? Yeah, it? that's my main platform. Um, J-A-G, Instagram, uh, J-A-G. And you can go on my Twitter as well at South Central Jag. South Central J-A-G. All right. And then what about YouTube? Uh, YouTube. Uh, Jack. <laughs> yep, just Jack. Right, yeah. Jack. All right, yeah. cool. We'll find you all over really across there. And uh, hopefully we'll cross paths again. I can't thank you enough for coming on. And well, thank you for having me. Hey, you got it. Don't forget, sports fans, at B-Ball Breakdown, we're not a channel. We're a conversation. You win. 
Are you in, Jack? I'm in. 